Hey, friend, when you hear the word routine, does it make you cringe a little bit? Does it feel like this elusive type of idea? Or maybe to say, think routine, like, oh, that's too strict. I like to be a bit more of a free bird. I mean, we homeschool. We like freedom. We like to be able to decide how we're going to spend our time. But today I'm going to share with you a conversation that I had with Brandy from The Nourished Mom, and she's going to break it down to some very manageable tips and tricks like we could start right now you could start right now and I have found that routines have been so important in my life as a homeschool mom because just like you we are juggling all the things and you have a desire to pour yourself and your time and your energy into good things and you're seeing that there's some areas that were lacking and could be a little bit tighter on. And so a routine will come into play here to be able to help us walk through that and to accomplish and reach the goals that we have, not in a strict kind of way. We need to have grace and we need to understand it takes time. And so Brandy has some really good tips and I'm excited to share all of this with you. Are you ready? Grab a notebook and a pen and get ready to write down some notes that are going to be super helpful for you. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Hello, Brandy. Welcome. I am glad to have you here today. And share about you and your experience and homeschool and all the things. So maybe we can start off with you just giving a little bit of background. Tell us who you are and all the things about you and homeschool and how you got to that point. Yes, I'm I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And um, so I am a mom of two boys and a wife and a Jesus follower. And um, how I got to homeschooling was a great journey that really was just led by God. I had no idea that we would homeschool ever. Um, I was really more, you know, I was kind of adamant about like, I want to work. I want to have a career. And then all of a sudden, the February before COVID, the Lord put it on my heart. And I was journaling one day and I wrote down homeschooling with a question mark. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, why would I even write that down? I have no idea. And then the whole mess of COVID happened and we ended up doing school at home with like just online with my son's teacher. And then I started looking at like what we were doing and I'm like, I think that we could do this at home. And I also think that there would be like amazing benefits. And it started there. The Lord just putting it on my heart, talking to my husband. And it's like COVID was like the catalyst that got it all started. That's such a great story. And I love that you were able to see because a lot of homeschool moms don't feel like they can do it. And then when you witness like, this is what they're doing, it's really, it's not that complicated. And I could do it and it's going to look different at home, but I could actually do this. There isn't some crazy magical formula out there that we don't, that we can't ever figure out or anything. And it's our kids. So that's a really cool story. 
So I know that you like to help moms and talk about routines. And there's a lot when you add in kids, whether you had kids in school and then you're bringing them home, or it's just the starting off with a young one in kindergarten and you're used to balancing the wife and the mom and the homemaker. And now we add in the homeschool and all of that, the weight, the pressure that we feel. So can you tell a little bit about how routines can help homeschool moms to balance all of those responsibilities of theirs? Yeah. So I actually, I, I loved routines even before we started homeschooling, but it was when we started homeschooling that I realized like, oh my gosh, like I need something to help me like figure all of this out because we have so much to do really. I mean, between, like you said, like the home and being a wife and all the things we have a lot to do. So with routines, they just make it easier for us to manage our time effectively because we can be really strategic like different tools, like linking tasks together that are similar, like called ta- task batching. Um, that makes us more efficient. Like I, my litter box is downstairs. So whenever I go to do the laundry, which is also downstairs, that's when I clean the litter box. I don't have to go up and down the stairs multiple times because I'm linking those two tasks together. So I use that a lot throughout the day to create my routines like that. Um, they give us a clear plan that you can carry out, which really I feel helps just like lessen our mental load because we have so many decisions that we make every day. And I mean, from like the kids asking if they can have cookies a million times before breakfast to like, what are we actually doing for school today? Or when things go wrong, like what, what, where do I jump in? What is important for today? And when you have a plan with the routines, it helps you to to just carry out the things that are important to you, right? Because you can base them on your priorities. And if you know what's important to you and you have the routines to help you get it done, I mean, that is a huge blessing because we're always, I feel like as homeschool moms, I feel like sometimes we get down on ourselves. Like we're not doing enough. Um, But I don't think it's that, I mean, we're doing a lot. We're certainly doing enough most of the time. The issue is that we're not, sometimes leaning into the things that we feel that we should be or what God is calling us to. And routines can really help us to do that. I love that uh, task batching that you were talking about, because I feel like sometimes we forget the things that we want to do. And if it it becomes a habit, then right. Every time Mm -hmm. you go down to do the laundry, you clean the litter box. So those two things are synonymous so that you don't forget. And it's not you know, a few weeks later and you're like, uh, nobody cleaned the litter box. <laughs> so it's, you know, it helps. I think it helps because we have so much in our minds that I think that's a really good, a good key point there to help us remember what we actually want to do. Right. Like when we can automate things through routines and habits, it's going to make things way easier. Um, like what is the statistic? It's like 40 to 90%, like a huge range of things that we do are actually habitual. But a lot of the things that we're doing aren't actually working for us. Like it's a habit, you know, maybe it used to be a habit for me to stay in bed 30 extra minutes and that didn't really help my morning. You know what? Some mornings it does help my morning and and that's okay too. But when we're habitually doing things that aren't bringing us to where we want to be, not bringing our family to where God is calling us to be, that's when we start to feel stressed out. So we can like harness the power of these habits and routines. So let me ask you this. Sometimes there are some of our personalities of homeschool moms that we can feel like routines can be constricting, that they can hold us back. 
And we think, well, we can't, we won't be able to be spontaneous. Cause that's one of the reasons a lot of us homeschool is that we want to, we get up in the morning and it's a beautiful day. We've had really cold days and it's a beautiful day. We want to be able to throw out our whole schedule and just go, go on a hike and spend time outside and just enjoy the weather. So we can sometimes feel like those types of things, like routines can be constricting. How can they actually be flexible and work for us? Yes, I love this because I think that that is like you said, like one of the beauties of homeschooling that we have the option to like not go by the clock. And that's the thing with the with routines is that they're fluid. They can give you structure without being rigid. So, and they give you like a place to jump back in when your day gets off track. So uh, like maybe, you know, your morning was chaos and you had a plan and you're like, at this time, I want to do this or, you know, I want to do these wonderful routines that I had planned and it doesn't go the way that you thought it would. Or maybe like you said, like it's beautiful out and I feel like we should go for a walk. That is awesome. And what routines provide is a structure for us to jump back in when we decide like, okay, that walk was awesome. That time that we spent doing whatever we felt we should be doing was amazing. But now like, all right, how can I get some of the things done that will keep the home in order or that will pour in to my kids learning? And with routines, it's like that structure, like, okay, it doesn't have to be we have breakfast at nine o'clock. It can be when we start our breakfast routine. Now we know we do, um, we cook, we eat, we do our devotion, we do a little cleanup, and then we jump into learning. So you're still hitting those priorities, but it doesn't have to be based on a certain time of day. I like how you mentioned earlier, and I think it ties into what you just said too, is that in our homes, we have different priorities and I'll have moms ask me often about getting stuff done, getting all the chores done and getting everything done. And I'll say, what's important to you? Because sometimes the tasks that are important to me are not important to somebody else. You might not care if the bathrooms are clean. I personally care if the bathrooms are clean and that's Oh, okay. I mean, yes, we should clean them. <laughs> we shouldn't completely, <laughs> we shouldn't completely abandon them, but there are different things that are important. Maybe you, it's to one mom, it's super important to have the front door. Maybe she, this, all the handprints just drive her nuts. And every day she's like, I just got to quick clean that. And it makes me feel like I have, you know, a little bit of control over my life and other moms like, whatever, I don't really, I don't really mm-hmm. care about that. So I think that's it. That's an important um thing that you mentioned is that we have different priorities. And so those routines are going to look different and we can really learn from each other. I love hearing other moms routines so that I can grow and I can tie into my home. What, uh, what will work for us in that, in that season of life? Yeah. I think it's so important that we're not building arbitrary routines, right? We're not building routine just to, to build it or building a schedule just to build it, but we are taking our priorities and building the routines off of that. So one thing that I really like to encourage people to do, I call it the nurse necessities. And it's like walking through like what is important in this season of life and not just what's important to you, because sometimes we can get off track and be like, well, I think it's important to do all of the things or like, and we can't get clarity or You know, sometimes we just, we look at other people and we try to adopt their priorities, but really sinking in and praying over it and like walking with the Lord and asking, what do you want for my family right now? And really getting clear on, you know, I think there's basic things that he's always calling us to, like our relationships and knowing that those are always going to take a priority over like house cleaning. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we don't clean the house. Like sometimes my son will ask me to play and I'll say, actually, right now I am going to clean the bathroom. It doesn't mean the bathroom is more important than my son, but we have to have that, you know, sometimes there are boundaries that we have to keep up. But knowing that, like the other day he had asked me, um, you know, can you, can I read to you tonight? And it was at bedtime and I was like, excuse me. I was like, you know, it's really important for me right now to have time with daddy because I haven't seen him all day, but I do want you to read to me in the morning. And he looked at me and said, well, I bet you're going to be cleaning the bathroom in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? That is very typical of what I do in the morning. I'm like, but tomorrow we are going to, we're going to skip that. And we're, I'm going to have you read to me. And knowing that I knew that that was a priority. I knew it was a need of his that he needed met. So I could drop the other, the other stuff and not feel guilty about it. You know, that's so beautiful. And he felt seen and heard. And it's good for him to realize, well, mom needs time with dad, that he's a priority as well. And that'll, he'll remember that too. Someday when he gets older and he's married and has a family, will understand, understand a little bit. Sometimes I think kids don't always understand, (laughs) don't get the big Mm -hmm. picture until they're a bit older. So what would you say to a mom who says that she's not really good at keeping and sticking to a schedule? How can she make routines work for her? The first thing I would want to ask is why are you not good at keeping routines in a schedule? And then kind of dig a little bit deeper into that because there are likely reasons that are kind of keeping you from that. So some things that always jump out to me are the foundational routines. Like sometimes we need more foundational routines before we jump into the other ones. Like we want to create these routines to keep our house spotless. We want to create these routines to do all of the amazing homeschool ideas that we have, but maybe we don't have enough energy. Maybe we like legitimately are tired and we don't have enough energy. So if we take a step back and look at that, Maybe we need to form a routine around um, our bedtime routine first or putting in a workout routine that's going to give us energy or putting in, you know, um, a prayer routine, a Bible study routine that's going to give us spiritual energy. But looking at why and do we need to put in foundational routines before we jump into the other ones? Um, the other thing we already kind of touched on was like your priorities. Like maybe you're not good at keeping your routines because they're just not aligned with your priorities and what God's calling you to. And then the other thing I always think of is, are you setting up the routines in a way that makes them easy to follow through? Because sometimes we're just too vague and we're not clear on what we want them to look like or the benefits of them. And if we're not clear on the benefits or we don't know, you know, what the routine looks like and we don't plan it out appropriately, it's going to be really hard to stick with it. And I think that's a a good point that you made about, if you are coming up with all these routines, like I think, especially, you know, in the new year, everybody comes up with all of this whole long list. And I'm going to, this is what my day is going to look like. And it's going to be perfect. And we come up with what would possibly be a perfect schedule. But so for example, like our nighttime routine, we're not getting to bed at night. We're staying up till one in the morning and then we're exhausted in the day. And, and I say this all the time, go to bed. <laughs> I was like, go to bed, get your sleep. And you'll be glad in the morning because your morning is determined by the night before. And I think that we sometimes don't don't realize that. And just to start off with coming up with one routine that you think is a priority and pray about it, see Mm -hmm. what God is speaking, stirring in your heart. And maybe you're hearing like, yeah, I need to get some, need to get some good sleep. I need to spend some time with my husband. I need husband. I mean, to do some, uh, maybe Bible reading, some journaling, get washed up, spend some time just reading a book before bed and getting to bed on time and 
getting really used to and really good at that routine and then adding in another routine. Is that something you would suggest doing? Yes, for sure. Like don't overwhelm yourself with all the routines. Start with the foundational things. And the thing with sleep, that really... I was terrible at it. Like I would stay up late working and doing whatever. And the Lord really, it was this one verse. I hope I can remember it. It was um like the Lord gives to his beloved sleep. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to bed late. I think in like probably Proverbs, I don't remember. But um, I just remember reading that and saying, like thinking like the Lord gives us sleep. That's a blessing for us. And it it prepares us for the things that he that he has for us to do the next day. I I I'm sure I read I read that verse, but yeah, stick it out. Yeah, Proverbs, maybe Ecclesiastes somewhere in there. That's a right. great verse. That's a great verse. And I love that that you felt God speaking to you through that verse. And you're like, yeah, this is this is kind of true. So what would be some steps to create an effective routine? So I love to use the science of habits to help us create routines that are actually like feasible, that we're actually going to carry out. So when you look at habits, they happen in a three-part loop. You have the trigger. So what is like actually triggering your brain? Like this morning, I opened the dishwasher and I took out the silverware holder, which I always do. And I put it on the counter because my son will usually take out the silverware. I did this even though I opened up the, the dishwasher and realized no one put silverware in here last night. So I'm like, guys, like what happened? But even though I knew that, I still took it out and put it in the place, right? Because it was a trigger for me and it made me go into the habit. So the routine is what you're actually doing, right? Like what you're carrying out and the reward is the benefit because your brain is not gonna keep triggering you to go into this, this cycle if there is no actual reward. So the trigger is like the where and the when. So it needs to be specific. So if you want to create an exercise routine, don't just say, I'm going to start exercising. Like, sure you are. I bet I bet you are. Maybe you will. But it's just not an effective trigger. So if you can be more specific, like I'm going to exercise every weekday before I get in the shower, right? So that's a trigger before you get into the shower or maybe after you have your coffee, like link it to something that's that you're doing regularly and that that can trigger you to go into the new routine. Also, that's called habit stacking, right? We're, we're putting a new habit onto a habit that we already have and it helps us to do the new habit more consistently. And then be strategic about it because for some people, you know, working out right when you wake up is a great trigger. For some people, you might know yourself, like, do you need a coffee before you work out? And like link it to the right trigger that's going to work for you. And then the next part, so the routine, you really want to have a plan for what you're going to do. Because if you're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to work out, it's very vague. And then you're going to be faced with decisions when it comes time. Like, okay, am I doing Pilates or am I doing a weight workout or whatever it is? You're going to have decisions to make. And the more decisions you're faced with, the more likely you're going to decide like, eh, I think I'm just going to skip it. So if you're specific, it's going to make it easier for you to stick with it and then be prepared. What do you need to carry out the routine? So I know I work out after I work in the morning in my bedroom. So what do I need? I, I use a YouTube video. So I need my computer. I need my weights. I need my um, exercise mat. I need my water. So I make sure that my weights and my exercise mat are kept in my bedroom And then the night before, I make sure every night I bring up my computer and I bring up my water so it's there for me and I don't get distracted going downstairs and 
going to get the water and then looking around like, oh, the kitchen's messy. Actually, I have to clean that or, you know, whatever distracts us. And then the third part of the habit loop is the reward. And that is really like, if you link it to your priorities, that's where you're going to find gold, right? It has to be a benefit that you are interested in. And you have like the intrinsic reward, like, okay, so working out gives you benefits. You know that it increases your energy. It makes you feel good. And that's like the intrinsic reward. But sometimes we need a little extra motivation. Like sometimes it's just not doing it for us and we need something else to motivate us. So sometimes we can add on like an extrinsic reward, like something like, okay, I will have my coffee after I work out, or I will take a nice warm shower after I warm work out. And you can be looking forward to this reward to help reinforce that routine. So if we use that three-part loop, it can really help us be strategic to create routines that are easier to stick with. That's Those are such good points. And I have found for myself that if those, if I have those in place personally, that I will stick with it. And I love your example of the work X. I think we can all, we can all see that. And yeah, if you don't have, if you don't have a plan of what you're going to do and exactly you go downstairs and then you get distracted, goodness, we can be distracted by so much in our house. And then, you know, it's like the, um, you know, is it the book to give a, give a mom a cookie or give a mouse a cookie, you know, in the same, there's a poem, oh, or something yeah. give a, you know, you just kind of this and then this, and then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what did I even originally mm-hmm. come down here for? And then you go upstairs and you see the workout stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't do that. And I think routines are so good. And sometimes it just takes self-discipline just to get it started. And then it becomes Mm -hmm. a habit and it becomes normal. And then we feel a little bit off when we don't actually carry through with the routine or the day is kind of goes a little bit crazy and stuff, but this has been such great information, Brandy. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you and they can hear more about routines and all the things that you share about? Yeah, I have a podcast called the Nourish Mom Podcast. Uh, we talk about all these types of things. And then uh, my website, thenourishmom.com, you can find me there. Great. I will list all of those links in the show notes, but I've appreciated this. Thank you for the encouragement for me. And I know that you've been encouraging to the other homeschool moms or soon to be homeschool moms that are listening. So thank you for stopping by today and encouraging us and giving us just some practical and tactical tips. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was so good, right? Do you have some ideas and some plans? And like we talked about, just figure out one area. And I highly suggest is getting your nighttime routine. Let's get this figured out. Let's get a good night of sleep. And tomorrow will be a much better, a much easier, a smoother, a more peaceful day. But just figure out where in your day could you use a routine the most and then just get to the point where that's, it's so, it's just a habit. It becomes normal. It becomes a part of what you do. And then you can add another routine. It just, this is something that we need to learn. We need to give ourselves grace. And like we said in the episode, if you go to add in, say 10 new routines, you're probably going to stop all of them. Let's just start with one routine. Now, Brandy, you can find her here on whatever podcast app you're listening on. I will drop show notes for her website and everything so you can go and follow along with her and learn more about routines and all the great things that she has to share. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. 
Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.